0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Love Unlocks live sessions. It is one o'clock on Tuesday, the 20th of October, and it's great to be with you. I'm Heinz Winkler, I host this show, and it's brought to you by our ministry, Love Key. Where we minister wholeness to families and unity to the body of Christ, we are passionate to see that people walk in the fullness of what God has for them and it's so great to have these conversations with awesome people to hear how God's love has unlocked their lives. That's also where our ministry's name comes from love key. Uh, we believe that the, the salvation the, the, the key to salvation is the revelation of how much God loves us and when people really get that that is what changes lives. And the key to live the life that God has for us is to love Him back. And so that's what we love to talk about. That's what we we are excited to hear. And I've got a wonderful guest today, that uh, I'm actually meeting for the same for the first time as well. And maybe it, it's true for some of you as well, but we've got some great stuff coming your way. And we're going to talk about the Global Leadership Summit as well. So stay right there. Make sure you share this with your friends. Uh, if you're watching this on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, or maybe listening to the podcast afterwards, I want to encourage you to subscribe, follow, like, and share it with your friends, your network. Uh, these messages, these stories of people's lives are really inspiring and amazing and can touch someone's life in your circle of friends, and your circle of influence. So please help us to spread the word and get this out to as many people as possible. I wanna tell you about a few things quickly before we get into our interview. The first one is that my wife and I are currently doing a very special marriage seminar called Let's Talk Marriage. We started a couple of weeks ago, but we're doing it for 10 weeks, and you can sign up anytime and catch up and join us live when we go live on Thursday nights. We are passionate to see marriages do well. We're tired of seeing uh, marriages not doing well in our country and around the world, and uh, we just feel a mandate to talk into this and to to help and lead where we can. So uh, please join us. It's for single people, engaged people couple serious about getting married and of course married couples. So you're all welcome there's a link in this post that you can click on and you'll find under that a link to our marriage seminar. We are done watching our home slip away. Corruption and crime and moral decay. We will model the truth. The life, the way We declare and decree That our land is free From fear and from hate And from curses decreed We're united In Christ
1: we agree Our nation Belongs to God
0: Alright, so that's a bit of a preview of the new song, Our Nation. It's a prophetic declaration over our nation that it belongs to God. Um, I wrote the song last year, and I'm so excited to bring it out to you. Um, If you don't believe me that our nation belongs to God, (laughs) go read Psalm 24 verse 1, and you will see why that song is there and why we can proclaim that as Christians in a prophetic way over this nation. All right, um, I can see people joining us. Uh, Thank you so much for logging on. It's so great to have you here with us live. Thank you for taking the time. Um, I'm really excited to announce our guest today. Um, Before I do that, I just want to say to everybody, welcome. It's so great. Please tell us where you are logging in from, where you are watching from. Uh, We always have people from some awesome countries, cities in South Africa. Uh, It'll be so great to hear from you. And please give us your comments. Let us know what you're thinking. If you have a question for me or for my guest, please ask it in the comments. Uh, Click, uh, Give us a thumbs up if you like what's happening. We would love to hear from you. All right, without any further ado, I'd love to introduce our guest today. Uh, he is uh, married to his beautiful wife, Janine. He has four adult children and grandchildren. He uh, heads up the Global Leadership Network of Southern Africa, and he's got a passion to serve Christian leaders in our nation. He's been doing that for 17 years. Uh, please welcome today to Love Unlocks the amazing Jerry Couchman. Yay! It's so great to have you here with us. Thank you for
2: joining us. Thank, thanks so much, Han. It's, it's an absolute honor to be with you.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, I know Werner is there in the background. Thank you, Werner, for setting this up. (laughs) I appreciate it. It's great to be with you guys. Oh, cool. We've got people uh, telling us they're These people from Peter Maritzburg, from PE, Cape Town, the Durance. Thank you very much, guys. So great to have you. Thanks for joining us. Please please keep telling us where you're logging in from and uh, let us know if you have any questions today. So um, first of all, Jerry, how are you doing? And how have have you, your wife, your ministry? How's things been with the whole lockdowns thing happening in our country?
2: Well, I think it's been block for everybody, um, and a lot of churches it's been a major challenge. Um, you know, we haven't probably we haven't had any uh, registration income since February. Uh, and so it's starting now. That's one of the things with online. It's lastminute.com for everybody registering. Uh, yeah. There our events coming up, you know, but man, we've seen, you know, we've seen the church step up, but we've also seen the church in pain. You know, we, we're giving to the church, has as suffered, but the demands on the church is, um, has just ramped up with people needing food, with folks needing help with rents and, you know, all that, um, all those sort of challenges. Yeah, uh, yeah no, the, church, the church is I would love to have done a, a thesis on, um, the church filling the gap, and uh, you know, over this COVID period, because I'm sure this is what Jesus meant the church to be like, you know. And so we mustn't go back to our holy club. Yeah, keep reaching out. Absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah. Wow, that's powerful. Yes, it's yeah. it's definitely been challenging on on many fronts, and uh, I've I've heard different kinds of stories. People that have gone through so much difficulty. Others have found a way to to actually shine and step up uh, it's it's been different for everybody um, but and, and I, I can just say amen to what you're saying about I've seen so many churches in our nation uh, just reaching out making a difference to to those communities and to see how, how it's made an impact and for people to tangibly see the love of God and 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 that's just powerful and so inspirational really cool
2: yeah I mean the um with the guys with their feeding programs and um, you know just laying open their venues to do COVID testing, uh, there's just a mirror. Well, at um, our GLS coming up, um, we've we've done a what we call a grand division story and impact story of a local church, and um, you for those that, that attend, you'll be blown away by, by you know by the impact just this one church is uh, you know is having in their community, and that's you know we 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 we've, we're in contact with so many of them across the nation, so. Yep, we just stand in awe of how God is working in us and through us. So good, wonderful.
0: I got a comment here from Clive. Clive McMurray, he says he's a friend of yours and a big fan of GLS, <laughs> he's logged on. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Clive. I'm gonna play you a really cool video about the GLS, which I find inspirational. And I've done GLS twice before, it's really great. It's such a powerful thing for leaders, for influencers. And, and when I say influencers, I don't mean social media influencers. <laughs> but uh, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Just check out this video by Craig Grishol.
1: with all of my heart, I believe that influence is the core of leadership. And the good news is, you have influence. Whether you're a teacher, whether you're in government leadership, maybe you're leading a business, a ministry, a nonprofit, you're a parent, you're a friend, or you're serving time, your leadership matters. And it matters more today, perhaps, than it has in our entire lifetime. As all of us are aware, we're facing the global health crisis. We're even more aware of the injustices in this world. There's political tension and division everywhere you go. And now is the time for leaders to stand up and to step in, to speak truth in a way that is loving, to stand for those who are oppressed, to help bring freedom, to help create growth, to add value and to make a difference in this world. And that's why we gather together at the Global Leadership Summit. In fact, this year, we have a very specific faculty chosen from some of the best leaders around the world to speak into your leadership to help you lead effectively in this very complicated season. The good news is for our 25-year anniversary, we're bringing back alumni, faculty, in fact, some of the very speakers that have helped directly shape my leadership and therefore my organization. No matter what you do, no matter where you lead, you can grow in your leadership and make even a bigger difference in this world. If you haven't yet signed up for the 2020 Global Leadership Summit, our world needs you to lead even better and make a bigger difference join me this year because we know that everyone wins when the leader gets better
0: how good is that video come on everybody wants to sign up now right <laughs> come
1: on, people come on
2: come on we can give you a bulk discount
0: <laughs> I want to I want to get into the chat we I want to get I want to get to know you better and have people get to know you better and then we're gonna uh, get into your testimony and then at the end we'll we'll get into a more of global leadership summit and what people can expect this week and in November um, so I, I see that you and Janine uh, are married I, I'd love to know uh, this for me is always important is is uh, how long have you guys been married and how did you meet and how how long between meeting and you popping the question? Uh, can yeah, I, I'd just love to hear those stories.
2: Well, um, yeah, it, it, the story goes a little bit further back. Okay. And um, uh, Janine and I, this is our, both our second marriages. Um, you know, when I when I was young and growing up, and I had this ambition that I wanted to be a, a director by thirty-five. It was just this burning ambition, <clears throat> and that's what i pushed for working crazy hours and and then you achieved you know what you'd set out to do and just only to find that it was very empty but in the meantime you'd been an absent father and so i ended up trashing my first marriage and um, sure. and then later later you know a couple of years later then i i met i'd met janine and um, then we we got married so we've got we got married then we so we've got a blended family of Whose mine and ours. Okay, that is by God's grace has worked unbelievably well. So wow! We, yeah, we we only came to know the Lord once we once we were married, and um, I think he's the only reason that we were, you know, that, that we've lasted 34 years. But God does. He's the glue in marriage, isn't he? Amen. So true.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. If if you uh, had to give one word to to summarize or characterize Janine, what would that word be? feisty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> well I do see she has red hair, so that explains that explains a lot, I guess. <laughs>
2: That's, um, she's um, she's she's definitely got a she's high passion, um she's <laughs> full out on everything that she that she does, um and gives it gives it her all and um I think people are never in any doubt about how she's feeling because she wears a she wears her heart on her sleeve, you know. So Wow. <laughs> but but with you know without her, we couldn't have um we couldn't have lasted or built what we've done over the last ten years. Uh yeah, I've been blessed. I've been blessed.
0: Sounds like you guys are a, a real power couple in the spirit. I love it. Um yeah. and, and you've got, you said you got a blended family, four kids. Um, can you tell us a bit more about them? Maybe a word for each each of those children. I know they're adults and they've got children of their own by now. Um, but maybe just share a little bit about
2: those, your kids. Well, well very yeah, very sadly, I think it's, it's part of what a lot of South African parents are, you know, what they go through these days is that you've got kids all across the world. Oh, yeah. And so our oldest son, he's in Sydney. Um, we have two wonderful grandchildren uh, out there. And, you know, God's got a sense of humor because I always made Aussie jokes. <laughs> and now my now my grand, uh, my grand grandson's talking with the Aussie accent. He's got the accent, in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my word. I beat it out of him, but it didn't work. <laughs> and then uh, our son number two, um, he's in London. He's married to an English rose. Oh, I didn't uh, one step back. My eldest son's married to a Kiwi. Um, oh, wow. So, so it makes watching rugby... Really Really interesting. The World Cup um, must be quite an experience,
0: yeah. I can only yeah. imagine. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. And then son number two, he's, um, he's, he's in London, and we have a, a wonderful little grandson um, that they blessed us with. He's married to an English rose. Uh, son number three, he's here in Johannesburg, and he's a social media manager. And then our daughter, uh, who got married back last year, also to an Englishman, and um, she's also based in London, so we've got them sort of spread out all over the place, you know. Wow. Uh, which, which is pretty sad because Scarp's wonderful, but it doesn't, uh, the it doesn't fill the gap, you know, and kids change so quickly as you know. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a challenge.
0: Yeah, and with the lockdown, you haven't been able to travel, so I'm sure that's yeah. frustrating. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. hopefully those things open up quickly and you can uh, you can at least see your, your kids around a family holiday or something. That would be wonderful. Sure. Yep. I hope I hope with you that'll happen. My I, I have a s uh, am the only of my siblings in this in this country as well. My sister's in Holland, my brother's in China. So my mom's also like, you know, can this lockdown just lift so I can at least see my kids over Christmas. <laughs> so we're we're also hoping for that to happen soon. Uh, can can you share with us um I I always do this to my guests, so you know I'm sorry in advance. But I I would love to know if uh, if you could share a, an embarrassing moment with us about somewhere in your life or in in your ministry. Well, I think
2: I think it, we have to go right back to uh, high school days. Oh yeah. Um, you know when we we talk about uh, you know our our 14 days when we were in high school. Um, I think a lot of my friends and I we it's it's. The older you get, the better you were, you know, so none, none of us can really understand why we never played for Springboks, you know. <laughs> but anyway, this, this, this particular uh, game, we were lining up to run on the field, and we were playing um, Marisburg College. I went to Glenwood High here in Durban. Okay. And, um, you know, in those days, you lined up next to the person that you would be, um, you know, that you'd be marking. So I looked across at this guy, and he was a short little tubby guy with no neck, so you know, <laughs> straight away you talk about not judging a book by its cover. Yeah. I, oh, you know. I can for take a man him. <laughs> of superior speed. Not that I was arrogant much, uh, <laughs> but I thought this is going to be an easy game. Yeah, know? yeah. So we ran on the field and we kicked off, and then they, the ball went down their backline. So I was closing in on this, um, this, this little short guy, and by the game thinking for a man of my superior speed. Uh, I should be able to catch him easily. Anyway, he got the ball. I never laid a hand on him. A fullback coming across um, was thinking the same as me. He never laid a hand on him either. Oh, wow. And that was in front of, you know, those days it was compulsory rugby. Yeah. Um, with the full school from college and Glenwood were there. And all you heard from the 3,000-odd crowd was, Whoa. Uh, <laughs> How can you miss that? Oh, uh, how to, how uh. to be in front of 3,000 people, you know, so, yeah, anyway. yeah. that's the, the public, the public side of that made it way worse, so, <laughs> exactly. like, and your girlfriend was there, which made it worse, yeah,
0: oh, ouch, <laughs> yeah, I know, listen, it's not good for the ego, those moments, <laughs> anyway, um, so, you, you've been with GLS for 17 years, from what I heard, um, and, and you've, you've, you know, obviously, you've, we've been doing investing in leaders, local churches. From from what I can gather, uh, what's with the with what is left of your life, what do you dream of achieving? What do you would love to see still happen uh, with the ministry that you're in?
2: Well, I think um, we we did it was a little sidebar. We did a um, interview with a guy called Horst Schulze, um just last week. Okay, the guy okay. the guy is eighty years old. Uh, he started the um, Ritz Carlton Group, and subsequent to that, the Capella Group, which is rated as the top hotels in the world. Wow. And the guy interviewing him asked exactly the same question. <laughs> and I'd just like to write piggyback of his answer because okay. he, um, he just said, you know, if at 80 years old he still has this passion, but at 80 years old he's very aware of the fact that we, we're into the final leg of our lives here. And he doesn't want to stand in front of God one day, and you know when God asked the question, "What did you do with what you gave me? What did you do with the skills and the gifting that He gave us?" Yeah. And um, because the, the interviewer asked him, "Well, when I want you sitting with your feet up," he said, "No, no, I can't take, I can't take that risk. And um, we got to maximize our lives. And if we can change just one life at a time, mm. um, then that makes everything worth it for." you know, for that day, you know, so that's, um, I think that's what drives us, uh, Heinz, It's, um, the fact that we can help one leader get a little bit better. Um, particularly the joy of working with leaders is the multiplication effect, mm. you know, so the leader I- impacts, you know, 10, 20, a hundred, a thousand people around them. So if we can help just one leader get that little bit better. It, um, it, it, it has huge knock on effect and we just trust that that's what God has called us to do. And, uh, we keep, we keep at it every day until I fall over, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's so good. I, I decided a long time ago that I don't believe in retirement in the traditional way of stopping working, doing nothing. I don't think, especially, I don't think men should do that or think that that's normal because, uh, you know, you until you start breathing, like you say, you have something to give. You have something, you, a way to, to impact a life, to share knowledge or wisdom. Uh, even if it's that one that can maybe touch other lives, I think that's such a good principle. And, uh, yeah. So let's, let's stop yeah. thinking of retirement as doing nothing. Let's think of it as maybe doing more of what you love to do. Yeah.
2: Um, right. that, that I think is a healthier approach to it. So that's really cool. And you know, how do, how do we develop ourselves to bring out that full potential because God has made us, made us with amazing gifts and talents. Mm. For for a reason, you know, so how do we how do we develop ourselves and maximize that lot uh, uh, to have an impact on this broken world? Absolutely. I think one of the
0: things I, I really enjoy about like the Global Leadership Summit and other leadership things I've done that's made an impact on my life is they it's basically someone helping you to see, you know, oh, my word, maybe I, you know, have more potential than I imagine that I think or that. Maybe I've grown up in an environment where uh, no one has ever seen the potential or called it out or made me notice it, you know, um, maybe uh, I've seen so many people where the lights were completely switched off because they think, well, I'm not like that and I'm not like that and I can't do that. And it's it's right. only that kind of thinking where what I love about uh, an environment of leaders and developing leaders is you, you, you start going, oh, my word, you know, maybe maybe I've been missing something or just like to switch on a little bit. And I, do you find in your career that you've seen that happen a lot?
2: People yes. realizing, Oh my word, <laughs> I can't do no, this. Absolutely. That's why I also enjoy, um, one of the speakers this year is Marcus Barking and, he was the, you know, involved in the first development of, of that strength finders. It's oh. just an assessment tool. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that figures out how you wire it up and et cetera. And, um, you know, when you walk people through a course like that, and um, then you see the lights come on and say, "Okay, so I'm not like this, but I'm like that," and when they start to work and develop on their um, on their gifting, um, then you just see them absolutely thrive and you know and flourish. So good, I love it. Yeah,
0: that's powerful.
2: Can you um,
0: can you please share with us how did you first come to know Jesus and and you said that it happened after you got married to Janine. How, how did that happen for you guys?
2: Well, it's uh, this is a long story. <laughs> <laughs> you can give us the highlight version okay. if you want. <laughs> the highlight. <laughs> um, well, I grew, I grew up in a mainland church from age of four years old through to um, fell off the bus at twenty one. Mm. Um, but never in that time was I challenged to a personal relationship, you know, with with Jesus. So um, basically, a uh, as as one of my friends would say, I lived in the bush from you know from twenty one onwards um, until the age of forty six, and I was um, in Chicago on a on a business trip, and someone took me into the Willow Creek uh, Community Church, and I was just blown away. God just used it to to touch me. Wow! You know, um, and I thought I came out of there thinking if church had been like this,
1: mm-hmm. I would never
2: I would never have left. Wow. Um, and then the next very next trip I did I did to Saudi Arabia and I was on my own and just the the spiritual oppression um, I came out of the shower one morning and just fell to your knees and In the privacy of your own room just gave you, you know, gave your heart to God just said here I am. I know it's late in life, but mm. you know can, can you use me and um, so then it was after that that we we had to find out uh, where God wanted to use us and um been taken to Willow for a reason, we thought, um, we started to say to them, well, how can we volunteer for you? Um, And then the local guy said, well, how about moving up to Pretoria, you know? And i had been in Durban and in Cape Town, and I'd always avoided going north, particularly to the the province where the boys wear horns on their heads, you know? And on their buckies, <laughs> yeah. But again, god got a sense of humour. That's where the head office was. Oh wow! Uh, and that's where we started um, work. Because the other thing that you know, our, our question was, which is back to your, you know, what you were asking, uh, was why would um, any pastor listen to us? You know, what what qualification do we have that um, would make them want to listen? Um, you know, or even talk to us? Mm. Uh, but we were just blown away. I mean. You know a lot of guys out there are, are lonely, and you know quickly we became also known as a safe place where you could they could have um, intimate conversations with you about private matters because a lot of the guys you can't talk up in your denomination or yeah. cross while you can't talk in the, you know to even to your leadership sometimes because um, you know uh, it leaks sure and um, you know so we that that was one of the things that I think one of the first things that struck me. Um, that we can fill a void here and we can help guys, um, you know, being a sounding board to them. So what, if
0: I may ask, what what was it about that experience? You, you said when you walked into Willow and you, you had this experience, you're like, man, I didn't think church could be like this. What was that, if you could contrast, you know, what you knew and what this was, um,
2: what what was that difference for you? Well, it, well, it started off this guy, um, we, we were looking at a joint venture with him. And at 5.30 on a Saturday, well, all day Saturday, you would taken me all around Chicago, was a fantastic host. And um, at 5.30 he said, listen, I'm going to church now on a Saturday. He says, eh? Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to church now. Do you want to come with? I thought, whoa. You know, <laughs> strange words that I knew in South Africa went to church on a Saturday. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So uh, we drove on campus, and I took one look at this campus, and I thought, TV church. You know how cynical you are before you, you cross the line of faith? Um, and anyway, we pulled into the car park and I saw kids running to Sunday school. Now, you know, my mom used to have to pull me out of the car physically to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I so um, anyway, these kids were running and they were excited to be there. Sure. Um, and we walked in and I looked at this I thought, "Wow, well, these boys are going to hit you up for, for money, every which way you turn here, you know, again, just how cynical you are. And so we sat in the service. And um, I can still point out to this day the seat that I sat in. Wow! And then the the pastor said, when it came to the time of the offering, "Hey guys, you know, if you if Willow's not your home, this is not part of the service. That's not for you. This is for people who who call the church their home." And I thought, "Whoa, okay." So it's not there's, they're not going to hit you up here, but when are they going to hit you up? You know? <laughs> uh, and anyway, we went through the whole service and. And then we walked out and I just saw uh, kids doing vacuuming, kids doing cleaning, you know, teenagers. The volunteerism just really, really came through so strongly. Sure. Um, and I thought, wow, this is a church that is really working well. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the statement that comes out of Willow is that, you know, the, the local church is the hope of the world when it's working right. Mm,
0: you
2: know? sure. Yeah. When it's working right so
0: mm-hmm. that's that i guess that's the question for us is asking us you know where where have things maybe gone wrong and and how can we improve how can we be part of the solution because it's it's easy especially nowadays to go to a modern church and be uh, like just in the audience just watch and comment and criticize don't attend anything, you know. You don't volunteer, you don't help, but it's very easy to have comments. I mean, we've somehow created that
2: culture uh, that that that's okay. Um, yeah, that's a consumer consumer yeah. culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being online, um, I think has made uh, has, has multiplied that even. you Probably, know? yeah, yeah. Because if if I don't like your face or your message, then I can just switch across to the next the next service. You know, yeah. so it's uh, but. Um, in the clip that you showed was a guy called Gary Hagen from International Justice Mission and I still remember he was one of the speakers at um, one of the GLS's and his comment was that, hey guys we are God's plan to fix this broken world. Sure. He doesn't have a plan B. Yeah. We are it. Yeah. So that's what we should be doing and as I said in the beginning, you know, that's what we've seen churches now during COVID stepping up and making a huge impact in their, you know, in their communities and yeah, that's that's what we were meant to be, and I'm sure that's what Jesus meant his disciples to be doing. And um, so it's just wonderful to see it starting to break out of the walls of only being in the church. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. For so they're, for they're, you, what, um, non-believers read Christians. They don't read the Bible, but they read Christians. Yeah. 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 Um, I recently the, the the passage from John
0: 17 where Jesus prays to the Father about that His disciples will be one as He and the Father yeah. are one. And then He says something twice that, that really just shook me, that I, I still, yeah, it's, I'm still like rocked by it every time I read it, it, it. He said that, let them be one as you and I are one, so that the world will know that you sent me. Right. So for, when, And then it's like God showed me that our biggest evangelical tool is unity, yep, yep, and we don't seem to be using that properly. No, at all. Not and and not at so there's a there's a huge thing that I mean, if I see in the division just in, in the church globally, it's it's just heart wrenching. But it starts it starts in homes. That's mm. you know, when when God showed me that that we need to speak wholeness to families and unity to the body of Christ, I realized that He was actually saying, unity starts at home. If there's no unity at home, how can you expect to have it in your local church, your local community? And if it's not there, how can it be, you know, between uh, f- churches in a, in a city and churches across pr- provinces? Uh, you know, really? It starts at home. So, yep. yeah, I mean, I, I, just, I get excited when I meet anyone who has the same hearts and same focus because I think we need more
2: uh, people who think this way so that we can see more of a change. Would you agree with that? hundred percent I mean when we first started with with, um, with willow um, the I remember one of one of our first conferences we had we had to have two separate rooms you know one for the Pentecostal church and one for the mainline church the boys wouldn't sit together wow you know and um, but how the, those barriers um, thank the Lord have, have broken down over the years um, and, you know to to the point where um, we we were talking with a couple of guys the other day. They were talking about the different methods of how they do communion, you know. And um, the one guy said, "Well, we you know we have the cup, and then you get your wafer and you dunk it in the cup." And the other pastor said to him, "What are you guys running? A fast food place?" <laughs> so so there's, you know, there's that broken down. Um, the guys talk to each other. There's good banter. Yeah. They, can, they can have a full go to each other, and and that's just that's the unity I think that you you know that you were you were know, talking about. Um, yes,
0: I think that there's, a, there's a, one of the leaders in our church. I'm, uh, I'm with Every Nation Church family. And the, one of our leaders said this thing that kind of helped me, I think, to understand it. He said, "Let's, you know, when we talk about doctrine, let's major in the majors and minor in the minors. In other words, yeah. let's, let's focus on the things we agree upon, which are the most important right. things. And it's normally the lesser important things that become, you know, Subjects of contention, and it's not necessary. We, uh, is Jesus the Son of God? Did He die for your sin? Did He ri- rise again? Do you have freedom through Him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's go yeah. change the world, guys. <laughs> well,
2: that's that's, um, that's our opening statement when we because we do from the equator down, you know, with the with the GLS as well, <clears throat> and um, you know, a lot a lot of times we we're meeting guys around the table for the first time. What we ask is. Um, do you love God and love people mm. and if mm. they they all nod and say yes we said okay guys that's enough for us to work together let's get the rest off the table and let's get on and do the work you know yeah. so
0: yeah love I'm God there. love people that is the best summary it's yeah. it's yeah. all it's you can preach on that obviously forever but i mean that's that's the summary i, I love that Absolutely. i i would um i want to throw some some words at you and we were talking about church we're talking about these things and different people have different understanding of certain words we use a lot Uh, some people talk about it as Christianese uh, Mm -hmm. and and I think what happens sometimes is we use words uh, that we get from scripture or that we use in church settings but we may along the way either lose the true meaning or uh, we may even fall in the trap of not having really known what it meant to begin with, but we just use it because we hear other people use it. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. But I yeah. find that it's very important for us to to make sure we have a biblical foundation when it comes to certain words. So I wanna I wanna throw some words at you and I would like you to say how you understand it and we can talk about it a little bit. Now obviously since you do what you do, I'm gonna I'm gonna first word will be leadership what do
2: you understand under leadership um well i mean leadership starts with servant leadership um yeah, yeah. jesus example of um, being a leader um he he was a servant number one and what he gave up to become that servant and that was his example to you know to us um you know here on earth um, to, to you know to follow so i think that uh, that's the number one and unfortunately as we look throughout Africa and the world, actually, um, so you don't see much servant leadership around. Sure. it's all about self-interest and greed and everything else that goes with it. Um, you know, so uh, as Christians, if we can stand up um, and really push servant leadership, we, in in our occupation, everybody that's in at work that's leading a team, um, just lead by example um, of being a servant leader, um, then I think the the kingdom will be glorified. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Can I ask you to, to maybe elaborate a bit on what servant leadership looks like? Because I think some people would agree with you in, in principle. Yes, yes, servant leadership. But what does that look like
2: really in practice? Well, there's a couple of examples that we've seen that um, I think it's holistically caring for your team, that um, they're not there just as to perform a function, but they, they, they are there Um, to be led by you in a way to achieve a goal. So, but together you, you need to do that. But as um, you know, as the one guy said, I would like our team members when they leave me, leave as much better people than I inherited them. Yeah. So it's a holistic thing. It's, it's about your marriage. It's about um, your children. It's about all those sort of aspects, not just uh, Heinz. I need you, to work 14 hours a day for a week, you know, for every week. Um, no, but how, if you're falling down and you're falling apart and your marriage is in trouble, um, you know, how how is that going to help the team? You're not going to be 100% committed to, the, you know, the, your, your work and the company and et cetera and achieving the goals that we, you know, that, that we want to achieve together. And I think that's the other part of it is to, um, they, you, you invite your team into achieving what you want them to achieve. So you set the vision and then you're inviting them to join you on the journey to, to achieve that vision. Sure. Sure. I like that.
0: That's, that's powerful because uh, what I'm hearing is there should be intentionality in really caring about the people that you are leading um, and then they can also learn by example to become the leaders that they can be uh, through, through the example we set, right? Really cool. Uh, you shared your, your, your salvation moment. Uh, what do you understand under salvation? And what do you think sometimes is the, the, that a lot of people maybe don't understand about salvation?
2: Well, I think just more from a men's point of view, um, you know, salvation to me was just grace. Um, I, you know, I came to know, know, that, know Jesus as my personal Savior so late in life. I think it was 47 years old or whatever, um, that it's just the grace mm. of that he was patient with you until that age, um, you know, and what he's done in your life since then, and why would he use um, a broken person like myself? Um, as I said, you know, one that's wrecked a marriage, that's, you know, um, I was in business and I, it was all drive, drive, drive. Um, you neglected your... You know, your kids, you were an absent father, etc. And um, What would God do with somebody like that? Sure. Um, is, what, you know, is what struck me when I first crossed the line of faith. And then the other issue is just, was just how much time I'd wasted.
0: Mm.
2: If that r- church that I was in when I was 20 years old had challenged me to a personal relationship, would I have wasted all these years in between? You know? Wow. Um, God doesn't waste any of our experiences. He takes them and he uses all the broken pieces and puts it together like a mosaic. Yeah, and, and ends up with something that looks pretty cool. Yeah,
0: that's that's the amazing power of uh, his reconciliation.
2: Sure, absolutely. Uh, absolutely.
0: How, how does the next word is lordship? How does salvation and lordship tie up for you? I don't know how I would actually
2: uh, how I would actually answer that one.
0: Or just maybe say what you understand under lordship,
2: meaning making Jesus Lord of your life. I think it's the fact that, you know, when you are first um, become a Christian, you're praying to God every day to um, bless me and bless my plan. Um, And I think as we mature and move towards um, that maturity, it's more when we get up in the morning Saying God, here I am. What do you want me to do today? Yeah. Um, you know, we all have our busy schedules. And I remember hearing a guy one day I was writing to work, and it was it was my list was 45 things long or whatever. And this guy just said, you know, God has put enough hours in the day today for you to do what He wants you to do. So, you know, I think I think that's where I would put it. That our lives are committed to Him, and although we've got our schedules and etc., it's, um it's what He wants you to do. And I'm sure you've come across the same thing where you've had an interruption in a day. Yeah. Somebody's on your door, hasn't made an appointment, yeah. and you like almost like, go away, you know, I'm busy now. <laughs> but it's a divine appointment. Yeah. You know, it's, it's God sent this person for a reason because either they wanted help or they're there to help you, you know, so. So good. Yeah. I think that's what uh, that's how I would sort of describe it. It's just been totally hanging your life over, and um, yeah, you know, and just being under his his direction. Because man, I mean, as the as the person who has um, given you the, uh, he's got this wonderful purpose for your life. Um, how do we think we can make it any better than he can? Um, you know, he knows the beginning from the end. He knows why he wired us. Why he's placed us on this earth, where he has placed us, and what he wants us to do, and uh, why would we miss out on a fantastic um, journey like that? You know, I mean, we'd be, you know, we'd be silly and we're silly until we until we get. There.
0: <laughs> yes, it's it's that thing of realizing, oh my word, he is Lord and he knows the best. And let me just, you know, rather surrender. <laughs> I think I think we, because we we just hear people talk about you know democracy so much, we forget that. Once we become born again Christians, we are actually part of a kingdom, and there is a king <laughs> uh, it's It's much different to what we think you know politically speaking anyway um, i I have found that two two of the foundational things in leadership is knowing your identity and understanding that you have a calling uh, How would you? Define those words identity and calling
2: well your identity. I think is what gets developed over the time that um, The longer that you 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 are a Christian and that um as, as we said, you know with the previous question it's knowing God's will for your life that you uh, Who you are you're a child of the most high God? Um, that's that's who you are and your identity. I think a lot of a lot of men particularly we, at my age now, we've seen a lot of guys retire um, and then they hit the wall because their identity is so wrapped up in what their function was. Sure. You know, that um, uh, when they retire, they don't know who they are because it was their work, was their fun, you know, was their identity. Yeah. Uh, whereas God, that isn't what he had in, in mind for us. You know, our identity is to be... A child of the Most High God, and to be about what He He needs us to be about, you know. So, so good. So I think, um, yeah. And this, sorry, second question, Hans. uh. Uh,
0: As calling, how do you understand calling, uh, flowing from identity or understanding your calling as God has called you?
2: Well, the calling operates with purpose. You know, your purpose, your God-given purpose. um, How He wired you, um, and that's that's a hard one. Um, We know a lot of people that have spent years and years trying to define that, and we were just blessed. That uh, I think it was because it was so late in life crossing the line of faith that God knew, you know, I better hurry up here, I think, (laughs) and get the boy on the right track, you know. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think your calling is just uh, God's purpose. How He's wired you, what He needs you to do, um, and. It's a good thing to spend a lot of time on that. And there's, there's a lot of um, uh, checkpoints. So, you know, a lot of people, oh, I think I should be this way God's calling me. But there's a lot of checkpoints that I suggest that people actually um, do. And that one of them is a biblical, um, you know, what, is, what does the Bible say? What, and your prayer life, What you know, what, what's God saying to you? What are your friends saying to you? And there's, so there's about eight or 10 checkpoints that I think is vital for people to um, uh, to go through. Um, because I've seen a lot of guys also, you know, I, sell, I want to sell my house and everything and go off at 90 degrees. Um, and that wasn't really what God wanted them to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just to be just slow. Um, I know when I first crossed the line of faith, you know, I, I, I went to our pastor and I said, well, what was the purpose of today? You know, I just sold a few more widgets and, um, you know, how did that make an eternity difference or a kingdom difference? Mm. So, um, and he, <laughs> he panicked because having four kids, he said, well, don't give up your day job because... <laughs> kids <eat,"> you know? <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, that can happen that you, um, you're you there on fire um, for God. You, you, you're just so thankful for his grace that you, you know, you just want to go all out. But it's, it's, if I can just give a word of advice uh, from an old man, that um, just take it slower and seek wise counsel, and, and just yeah, just double check, and God will lead you one step at a time. Because your calling as well is never. Sometimes you only see the first step. Yeah. You, he doesn't show you the whole journey. Otherwise, we'd all run, we'd run a mile because it's normally a scary journey. It's an yeah. exciting. But he'll just show you the first step and then test our obedience, you know, on that first step.
0: Yeah, it always makes me when you when when we talk about that, it makes me think of the the verse that says, His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's it's not a spotlight to the whole journey. <laughs> wow. It's there's enough for today. There's enough for the next step. There's enough for, you know, maybe seeing a little bit ahead and Um, I think that's that's very wise is is seeking the counsel. And that's where discipleship comes in is being. And I think what you talk about doing church the right way is to have people around you that can help guide you speak into your life and love you, you know, and, and see, yes, God has called you for this. But, whoa, maybe, you know, first do this, first do that, whatever. Yeah, I agree with that. That's good. Um, that that actually the last word I want to ask you since you you mentioned doing church the right way um, how, how would you define that if you if I had to ask you now point blank like how would you define the church how it's supposed to be because uh, I think we all need to wrestle with that a little bit and, and and ask ourselves you know am I part of that am I part of that doing church the right way
2: yeah I I look, I'd rather go back to the scripture of, um, you know, with the body of Christ. Mm. Um, I know the way, way, way we've looked around, you know, the years that we've been involved with churches, every church seems to have a unique um, skill set. You know, God doesn't make McDonald's. So yeah. <laughs> every church, uh, you know, pers- people in the church, the congregants, that have a unique skill set and you put on that particular corner to have an impact into, uh, into that community. But, you know, as one church is the eye, the other one will be the hand and the other one will be the foot. Yeah. And that's where the community that you spoke about comes into play. We're not all called to do the same thing. And unfortunately, you know, these days also, we see quite a bit of that where, you know, a lot of leaders sometimes are looking for a silver bullet. Um, and because I see you thriving in this particular area, I, I want to copy you, yeah. and you know that that's not what God called you to do at all. It's not what He's He's given the team around you the gifting to do. Yeah, and uh, and so I, you know, I w- very strongly we we just try and work with guys and say, what is your unique gifting as a church? What's your your unique calling? You know, some of some are called to send out missionaries, and others, you know, to um, be involved in education, or you know, some other guys in. Um, treating uh, can, you know, having a hospice or that type of thing. Um, there's always some wiring somewhere of people sitting in your congregation that that's, that's the passion that God has placed um, in them. Or as he, you know, as um, Bill Huddle said to us once, it's a highly, it's your um, holy discontent. You know, you've got this thing inside you that irritates you yeah. and you can't stand it makes you angry even. And God's put that inside you and mm-hmm. that's your discontent that he wants you. Yeah, you know, so good. Nobody else, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think the one thing that that happens is we we look at something that works and we try and copy it, but it's you know if you think of a body, it, it's kind of like you know an elbow trying to be a hand, Uh and right. the the other side of it is that you know you you look at someone else doing something and they're like that's not right because it's not my way, and then sh- then we start criticizing, or even I mean I, one of the saddest things I find online sometimes is dedicated YouTube channels to discredit, uh, you know, Christians, speakers, churches. Uh, I just find it's, it's so disheartening and, and, you know, we, we all have a role to play. We all have a, a space to, to honor God and build his kingdom. You know, let's, yes. let's give that to each other, you know? Um, yeah. and, and I think that's also, you know, where love comes in love in the body of Christ. Lo- yes. With truth, the truth of the word. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, that I, I just I, I agree with that and so I think it's a good a good way of saying it. Um, and, and it's also
2: Yeah, sorry. You see the fruit, you know. Yeah. Um, then you know you're in your sweet spot when um, when God blesses you with fruit for your you know for your work and your efforts, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So on that note, what would your
0: message be to the church of South Africa at this time? We're in such a you know, new. We're in a new space in a way. We've gone through this COVID crisis, the lockdown. Uh, we slowly seem to be getting coming out of it. We've been praying and trusting that we don't go back, but we move forward. Um, right. You know, how do we how do we navigate this time as as Christians in South Africa?
2: Uh, I think now more than ever, it's not just COVID. It's um, you know, it's the economic impact that COVID has had on us. Um, it's the impact of the uh, corruption. Um, so I think now more than ever before, great leadership is, is you know, is desperately required. Yes. Uh, said, you know, from the equator down, we, we just see the huge need that a leader can make. And then what happens when a leader doesn't do that? Um, you know, the devastation to innocent people um you know we we can be the cause of somebody's life being in wreck and ruins and um sure. you know, do you really want that responsibility uh, to be standing before god and um, and say well i could have helped them but you know i didn't yeah okay yeah. um so i think it's that the whole the whole leadership thing is as one person said to us, that leadership um opens up or allows the other gifting to Thrive so if you know, if you have the right leader and um, that can bring out the rest, the other giftings will all rise up and thrive. Not that one gift is better than another, yeah, it's just that leadership can pull all that out and help people maximize their purpose and maximize the impact. That's so um, good. So, uh, you know, and I, you know, as, as we said, with the, you back to your question about what can we do at this time, mm. I think. Everybody, if we just look around us, um, as we said, God's placed us in in this spot uh, at this time in history for a reason, and and that is to represent Him well and be His hands and feet. So, what is it that small difference that we can make um, today? You know, where we are.
0: That's so good, and and I think it's it's what what I'm hearing is obviously your heart for leaders and how that, you know. How can we make a difference? Let's lead better. Uh, how How do we lead better? Well, you know, I'm speaking to you today for a reason, and, and I believe it's to encourage those who are listening to, to get better practically. And, uh, you know, you guys have offered this amazing opportunity bringing GLS to South Africa in an amazing way. So, and I, I saw earlier there was a lady... Um, we're actually meeting with later this week, uh, Rihanna Guist, and she's, she's just commented that she's done GLS seven times yeah. and it has changed her life and trajectory forever. I mean, that's just a, a powerful testimony right there. Uh, Clive has been saying great things as well. Uh, yeah. GLS is a movement, not just an event. Leadership so matters. And that, that is definitely true. Uh, so yeah it's so good, so powerful. I, I, I totally agree with that. So can can you from your side, from your heart, just tell people why why should they take part in GLS and you know why invest that? I mean, you're not asking a lot of money really <laughs> for what it is. It's a it's a drop in the bucket. But for some people they may look at that and go, ooh, that's you know, I'm count I'm turning my sense around. Mm-hmm. But how, how would you convince them to make this investment into themselves and
2: into their organizations? Well, you know, if you are a leader, and um, as we say, most everyone has influence. So everyone is leading somebody. You know, mother, mothers are leading the household, leading the kids, mm. which is vital. You know, to to build leadership into your children. Um, so it, it's where do you go to intentionally get better? You know, every every year. Um, everybody gets so busy and, and um, your schedule so full that you neglect yourself. But it's it's vital that we grow our gifting and we um, nurture that, and then we can lead better. Um, so the the summit is just a tool for us. Uh, it's a tool that helps leaders um, start to edge towards their full potential, um, and then just it, it just opens up different thinking. Um, A lot of the the speakers will will challenge us to think out of our normal paradigms, Mm. you know, to broaden our outlook. Um, So, this is just a tool that once a year, we try to put together the very best uh, international faculty that we can um, to do that, to challenge us, to inspire us. And over this period of time with COVID, um, I think we all need some inspiration um, and, and, and some good news from somewhere um, and also just just to refresh us and refuel us um, during this time because we've heard a couple of statements like, oh, this is online, I'm zoomed out. Um, you know, then I think I saw something about Carrie Newhoff who said, you know, people are only um, fatigued, screen fatigue, when the content has been boring. <laughs> so, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, um, business leaders out there if your team has told you that. But... Uh, um, you know, but um, we put together. We've um, our, our national producer has crafted something that we hope um, will refresh you, will encourage you, refuel you, and and set you up to finish this year um, really, really strongly. Um, awesome. Yeah,
0: I've I've put the website into the post globalleadership.org.za. You can click on that, and uh, it'll take you from the web, from the website. You can go to the Quicket page where they have the different events. I see that you've got uh, an edition an right now, uh, this week, Thursday, or Friday. And then there's also what you call a marketplace edition and a right. faith-based edition. And then there's, there's another one in November. Can you quickly maybe explain what the differences are, who should sign up for which one?
2: Sure, um, so we, we trying to give people options um, just on dates and times. Mm. The premier event is, you know, uh, up until um, COVID started, we had 21 events going up across South Africa. And those were all live events hosted, in, you know, at our, at our host churches and we'd end up with, you know, about 10, 10 11,000 leaders would um, would participate. But um, now with COVID, we we are restricted, to, well, not restricted, but, you know, obviously to being online. Um, so the first one is the premier event. It's a day and a half. And that there'll be ten of the ten of the speakers. And um, then next Thursday there's what we call in a marketplace um, GLS. Now that came about when a lot of guys in church um, said to us, you know, we've got a lot of things that um, that would really, really benefit from attending the GLS. but they, you know, they they get scared off by coming to a church and the fact that it's as uh, you, know, you term the phrase too much Christianese. Um, can you can you guys help us a little bit to create something that would attract them? The marketplace one is um, that's six speakers, um, and that's a one-day event. And then on this on the next Saturday, um, there's one that is more. Uh, we we call it more faith-based, which is more geared and aimed at the church and church leadership. And then on the fourth and fifth fifth of November, we re- it's a repeat of the Extreme event. So again, the ten speakers, and then finally we'll end up on the eleventh of November with the a repeat of the marketplace um, Cheerless which again is the one-day event with um, you know with six speakers.
0: That's amazing. So you, you guys, can you can go to the website to quick it and check out which date and time suits you the best and. And and if you're part of a company, organization, ministry, whatever, I mean, this is a great way to do some team building. Uh, Maybe you guys can gather, if you're not that many, in the same place and, you know, share with your team, whatever. There's there's different ways of doing this. But this is an amazing tool. I've done it twice, and it's really had a huge impact on my life. It made me think about things in a whole new way, Challenge my, just how I do my ministry, how I, do my marriage how I do parenting it it has an impact on on every sphere of your life so we i can only encourage you strongly from my side try to try to get a time slot set the time aside and and make this happen sponsor someone that maybe can't do it but you know they need it uh, there's different ways of of making a difference in your community and being an influencer even in that so yeah please do that please get on board and and let's uh, let's make South Africa a better place by getting better leaders. I think that's one of the best ways we can do that.
2: We can, yep, yeah, absolutely. And and if somebody, you know, if if, if people out there have um, under-resourced leaders that they're working with, um, but but people that would really take, uh, you know, really benefit from the event, please give me a shout because um, you know we we'd love to help as many people as possible to um, to grow and benefit from the event. So give us a shout if somebody, somebody really needs some sort of assistance to, uh, to participate. Yeah, thank you. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, Jerry, thank you for your time. Thank you for what you guys are doing. Uh, we'll trust with you that this will be a huge success. Um, would you please, if you want to share a final thought, do that and, and just pray for those who have been listening and watching uh, for their you know, wherever they're at, what they're going through, that God will be with them and lead them.
2: And, uh, and then I will end off praying for you. All right, wonderful. And um, well, as we said, the local church is the hope of the world when it's working right. So we—that is one of them. Our mantras that we that we stick to, and also, um, you know, that everybody wins when a leader gets better. Mm. So our family and our organisations win. So, so guys, that's why we do what we do. Come and join us and learn and grow with us, um, and then we'd love to uh, partner with you going forward. And um, and let's do this. Let's do this together. Shall we pray? Amen. Uh, Father, we we just stand in awe, Lord of your of your grace. We stand in awe of how you use broken people like myself. And so, Father, I pray for each and every person out there now that has um, been listening to this broadcast, Lord. And we just ask that you would bless them, protect them, because we know that leaders come under attack. Um, and, Lord, may you just shine a light and, um, unto their feet, Lord, that they will see what, what your purpose is, Lord, for their lives, their unique purpose, their unique gifting, their unique wiring, Father. that they may, may all reach their full potential. And, Lord, that your name will be glorified through that. And we'll be diligent, Father, to always, you know, always give you all the glory, Father. So be with us as we partner. And we thank you for this time. We thank you for Heinz. We thank you for how you're using him and his program uh, to impact so many people. Um, won't you bless him, his wife, his marriage, and his family. And we pray all of this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lord, for, for Jerry, for, for GLN, for GLS, for all these uh, things that he's involved with. I thank you for every leader that's involved in the, the summit this year. Uh, and every program, everything that's been put together, I thank you, Lord, that, that you will bless this program, that you will bless the summit, that it will reach more people than they could ever imagine, and that it will impact more communities than than they could ever plan for, So, that, because leaders will reach out, ask for help, be open to learn. Um, I pray that you bless this program. I pray that the tickets will soar through the roof and make it possible for them to do more and reach more people with these amazing teachings. And and, and Lord, I pray for leaders, church leaders, business leaders, community leaders in our nation. Also, in this moment, we just we need more of you, Lord. We need to become more like you, uh, Jesus. <laughs> you are the the best leader example we can have. Help us to to lead like you. Help us to be a servant-hearted leader that loves people well and that sees your kingdom come in every situation that we're in. We pray for that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Jerry, just hang on there a sec. I'll I'll say goodbye to you just now uh, in person, but but for now, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Thank you for everybody who has logged on and been with us. Uh, Let's say bye to Jerry. (laughs) Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Guys, thanks for joining us. Thank you for being part of Love Unlocks today. And uh, I hope you learned a lot. I hope it impacted your life. I trust that it has. Please remember to subscribe, like, follow, and share this content. Uh, We would really appreciate it. Uh, And go look in this post, there's the link to Global Leadership Summit's website so that you can sign on, uh, sign up for these amazing summits that are coming up this week and in November. And there's different options, different dates, and so make sure you get, the, get around to doing that. Also, share that with your friends, people in ministry, people in, in business. That'll be really cool if you can do that and help us to get the word out. Um, then I just want to quickly remind you again of my wife and I. We've got the marriage seminar uh, on Thursday night. This week, I'm going to be talking to the men about dealing with baggage and issues from your past. So get your tickets from Quicket as well. Uh, You can click on the link uh, in this post and find the the link to the tickets and join us for that. And uh, you can also go to YouTube on my channel and also on whatever digital platform you may be listening to music and find the new song, Our Nation, which is a prophetic declaration over this country and any other country that you may be in. So please get the song, share it, sing it at your church, sing it at your ministry, make it uh, a loud declaration over this nation. I would really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, so on Thursday, I'm having a, a chat with Scott Lee. He's an evangelist from America. I have spoken to him before on Love Locks a couple of months ago. Um, but I have asked him to come back because he's been part of uh, quite a few revival events taking place in America. I don't know if you guys have been following Sean Foyt and maybe some of the other events happening. It's been really impactful and inspiring. And uh, I'm getting Scott onto the program on Thursday to tell us a bit more about what's happening there and uh, give us some feedback and maybe inspire us as well to do something similar here in South Africa. So don't miss that. That's Thursday at 1 on Love Unlocks. Thank you so much for being with us. And remember, God's love can unlock anything in your life. Thank you so much. God bless you. Bye-bye.